the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We say things like, man, that was heavy. Or this is a heavy matter. Right? Or these are weighty things. Well, that, that's, that's the idea of the word glory. When God says He will display His glory among the nations, He's saying He will display His weight, His, his heaviness, his, his power to the world through this judgment of these nations. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that the Lord is glorious. Now, that probably isn't a word that most people would use in an everyday conversation. The word glorious means that something or someone is illustrious, splendid, and resplendent. These are all things that can describe the Lord our God. He is full of glory. He is illustrious, splendid, and resplendent, and so much more. As followers of Christ, it's our responsibility to display the glory of the Lord in our lives and in our actions. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 39, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So there's going to be, you know, this obstruction of travel, detours around the valley, traffic congestion, all of that kind of stuff. And the name of the valley will be called Haman Gog, which means the multitude of Gog. Multitude of Gog. For seven months, the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. So clean up from this Military invasion and the burying of the dead will take seven months to accomplish. Uh, you know, the, the cleanup from the World Trade Center uh, took a little over eight months to complete. Just to give you kind of some comparison there. Verse 13, indeed, all the people of the land will be burying and they will gain renown for it on that, the day that I am glorified, says the Lord God, the, the day God delivered Israel would become a memorial day in Israel, a national day of celebration and remembrance when God showed his glory on their behalf. Verse 14, they will set apart men. Now watch what it says here. They will set apart men regularly employed with the help of a search party to pass through the land and bury those bodies remaining on the ground in order to cleanse it. At the end of seven months, they will make a search. The search party will pass through the land. And when anyone sees a man's bone, he shall set up a marker, put a little flag by it. So the barriers have buried it in the valley of Haman Gog. So the invading army will, will 
fall on the mountains of Israel. And that will make it difficult to recover the bodies and bury the bodies. The mountains of Israel are very rugged. Uh, and so they're, they're, what they're going to do, the government uh, will establish an agency to handle the search and recovery and burial of the bodies on the mountains of, of Israel. Now for us living in the 21st century in the United States, it's easy for us to imagine the government establishing some kind of agency to handle this. Right? It's easy for us living, you know, in the days that we live in, in the country uh, where we live, we, we take that for granted. If there's a natural disaster, for example, uh, that, uh, that we expect the state and federal government to send aid and to send in the National Guard and to send in FEMA and government agencies to help deal with that natural disaster and to help with the cleanup from it. Well, listen, you know as well as I do, not all countries have that kind of infrastructure. And not all countries have those kinds of resources to deal with a natural disaster. You know, you look at places like Haiti, after an earthquake or after a hurricane, some of the countries down in the Caribbean, they don't have any kind of infrastructure in place to deal with something like that, some kind of large-scale effort or cleanup like is described here. But Israel, in the last days, we're told, they've got the resources and they've got the organization uh, to, to employ people to handle the cleanup from this invasion, which is an indication to us that Israel in the last days, it's going to be a prosperous nation. It's going to be an advanced nation in the last days. Uh, It's going to be a first world nation in the last days to be able to have these kind of resources to implement, to deal with this, which it is. It is. Uh, Again, if we were living 150 years ago, uh, we would read this and say, well, Israel doesn't, Israel can't do that. It's this poor little nation that's barely inhabited 150 years ago. They, they, they don't have the ability to do something like that. But now they do. Now they do. Verse 16. So the name of the city will also be Hamana, Hamana, which means multitude. Thus they shall cleanse the land And as for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, speak to every sort of bird and to every beast of the field. Assemble yourselves and come gather together from all sides to notice what God says, my sacrificial meal, which I am sacrificing for you, a great sacrificial meal on the mountains of Israel that you may eat flesh and drink blood. You shall eat the flesh of the mighty, drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams and lambs, of goats and bulls, of all them fatlings of Bashan. And that's an important clue there. Bashan is on the Golan Heights, which is in the northern part of Israel, the mountains of Israel. They're going to invade from the north. Uh, So it seems here they're only going to make it as far as Bashan. They're not going to make it off the Golan Heights uh, before they're Destroyed by the Lord. Uh, You shall eat fat till you are full and drink blood till you are drunk at my sacrificial meal, which I am sacrificing for you. You shall be filled at my table with horses and riders, with mighty men and with all the men of war. 
says the Lord God. Pretty, pretty graphic description here. Uh, but the Lord God, you know, he describes this defeat as a sacrificial meal or a sacrificial feast. In verse 17, he calls it my sacrificial meal that the birds and the beasts will consume and they shall eat fat till they are full. There are going to be more corpses than the birds and the beasts can eat. Lovely thought, isn't it? <laughs> this picture that God paints here. Now verse 21. I will set my glory among the nations. All the nations shall see my judgment which I have executed. And my hand which I have laid on them. Now the language God uses here when he, he speaks of laying his hand upon these invading armies. The language he uses here is a picture of a sacrifice. When you would bring a sacrifice to the temple in Israel, an animal sacrifice, you would lay your hand on the animal uh, as it was being sacrificed. God lays his hand on these invading armies. These invading armies are, are a sacrifice that God offers. And God says here, look what he says, I will set my glory among the nations or I will display my glory among the nations. That's the whole point of this. So that God can display his glory among the nations. So that the nations can see his glory. And how will they see his glory? Through his judgment of these invading armies. Now the word glory in, in Hebrew, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew, uh, the, the Hebrew word is, is kavad. And the word means weightiness or heaviness. Uh, we, we use that word in the English language. We, we say things like, man, that was heavy. Or this is a heavy matter. Right? Or th these are weighty things. Well, that, that's, that's the idea of the word glory. When God says He will display His glory among the nations, He's saying He will display His weight, His, his heaviness, his, his power to the world through this judgment of these nations as He defends the nation of Israel supernaturally. And people will look on and say, whoa, Wow. You know, it, it, it grabs your attention because it's so heavy, it's so weighty. And so that he's going he's gonna to display his glory to the world, to the nations. Now, that doesn't mean that the world will repent and turn to God when they see his glory. They're just, they're just going to see it and it's going to be heavy. It's going to be weighty. And they'll, they'll, they'll feel the weightiness of it. They'll feel the heaviness of it. But that doesn't mean they're going to repent. That doesn't mean that they're going to turn to the Lord for forgiveness. You know, during the tribulation period that will take place upon the earth at the very end of this age, the last seven years of this age, when God is pouring out his judgment upon the earth, one judgment after another, after another for seven years upon the earth, it, we're told in the book of Revelation that the people on the earth at that time will know this is God's judgment. This is God's judgment. 
And yet you read several times in the book of Revelation, the people, it says, blaspheme the name of God and did not repent and give glory to God. They knew it was God's judgment. And that didn't cause them to change. That didn't change their hearts. It it didn't cause them to turn back to God or to repent and call upon God for, for, for mercy. They, instead, they blasphemed God. They shook their fists at God. And they refused to repent. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. And what that shows during that time of the tribulation is God is pouring out judgment after judgment after judgment after judgment and the people know that it's God's judgment and yet they just refuse to repent and instead they blaspheme the name of God. It just shows the hardness of man's heart. And it, and it shows the, the, the rebellion of, of man's heart where man knows he's under God's judgment and yet he still refuses to repent. He still refuses to say uncle. You know? I mean, what, what, what does it take? <laughs> what does it take to get the world to say uncle? They're not going to say uncle. And so even at this time, when this battle takes place, this invasion takes place, and God supernaturally defends Israel and then judges the different nations by sending fire down all the nations and everything, everybody's going to know it's the judgment of God. There's going to be no question what has happened. Everybody will recognize this is the hand of, of the Lord, but that's not necessarily going to change their hearts. Verse 22, So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward. The nations will know, Israel will know that it's the Lord. Verse 23, The Gentiles shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they were unfaithful to me. Therefore I hid my face from them. I gave them into the hand of their enemies. And they all fell by the sword according to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions. I have dealt with them and hidden my face from them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, now I will bring back the captives of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel. And I will be jealous for my holy name. Uh, You know, God, God here says he's going to bring back the whole house of Israel. He makes this promise. Remember, as Ezekiel writes this, the children of Israel are in captivity in Babylon. Jerusalem's destroyed. They don't ever know if they're ever going to be a nation again. They don't know, you know if they're ever going to exist again. To them, every, everything uh, was lost. 
And to those Jews in Babylon, they're, they're probably wondering if they would ever be restored again. You know, just like us. I mean, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody in the last 10 months where you said something like, when do you think things will get back to normal? Or do you think things will ever get back to normal? Right? Imagine the children of Israel. They're in captivity in Babylon. Their nation's destroyed. Every, all the cities are destroyed. And they're wondering, are we ever going to be a nation again? Are we ever going to exist again? Or is everything lost? And, and God says, no, I'm, I'm going to bring you back from the captivity. I'm going to have mercy on you. And He says, on the whole house of Israel. Not, not just the southern kingdom of Judah that went into Babylon, but the whole house of Israel. He's going to restore the nation. Verse 26, after they have borne their shame and all their unfaithfulness, in which they were unfaithful to me when they dwelt safely in their own land, and no one made them afraid, when I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them out of their enemies' lands, and I am hallowed in them in the sight of many nations, then they shall know that I am the Lord God who sent them into captivity among the nations, but also brought them back to their land and left none of them captive any longer. And I will not hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. This is going to be fulfilled when Jesus Christ returns in the kingdom age. When Jesus comes and establishes his kingdom here on earth. So here in chapters 38 and 39. uh, You have this prophecy. About this invasion of Israel. By these nations. And God's supernatural. Intervention and delivery of of Israel. And, And everything in these two chapters that is given to us about Israel when this takes place. Everything in these two chapters is true of Israel today. Israel's a nation again. They're dwelling in the land again. And these nations that are described in these two chapters that are going to be involved in this invasion, as we talked about last time, these nations are coming together politically, uh, militarily. Uh, And so I believe that this invasion of Israel could take place at any time. Now, there are some who believe and teach that this invasion will take place during the tribulation period, either at the midpoint of the tribulation or at the end of the tribulation as part of the Armageddon campaign. Now, the problem I see with putting this invasion at some point during the tribulation is, number one, the weapons will burn for seven years. Remember that from verse nine? Well, the tribulation is seven years long. It's a seven year period of time. And then comes the kingdom age. At the end of the tribulation, Jesus Christ returns and establishes his kingdom on the earth. So if this invasion takes place at the midpoint of the tribulation, period, three and a half years into the seven-year tribulation, or at the end of the tribulation at the Battle of Armageddon, well, that doesn't leave enough time to burn the weapons for seven years because Christ returns and establishes His kingdom 
the only place this invasion fits chronologically is before the seven-year tribulation period begins. Plus, this is just extra information for for you guys. Uh, Plus, uh, it, it can't be describing the campaign of Armageddon because in Armageddon, all of the armies of the world come against God's people. Not just the few that are mentioned here in chapter 38. And at Armageddon, all of the armies of the world are, are defeated by Jesus Christ himself when he returns and comes riding out of the clouds on a horse with robe dipped in blood. And you remember that from Revelation, right? Uh, so, but here, it, the battle is, ends by an earthquake that God sin. So, so this, this battle that's described here, the description given here does not match the description of the battle of Armageddon for several reasons. There's too many differences for this to be describing the battle of Armageddon. So I, I don't believe this is something that can happen in the tribulation period, at the midpoint of the tribulation, or at the end of the battle of Armageddon. I don't believe it fits with that either. Uh, I believe this invasion takes place before the tribulation even begins as one of the birth pangs leading up to the tribulation. Well, the question people then usually ask is, well, what about the rapture of the church? What is the timing of this invasion with the rapture of the church? This invasion could happen before the rapture of the church. It could happen after the rapture of the church. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't really affect the timing of the rapture. There's no bearing on the rapture of the church. The rapture is imminent. Christ could rapture the church tonight. Not tonight. Tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow, right? And we'd go to be with the Lord. But it doesn't really have any bearing on when the rapture takes place. So we could be here to see this invasion take place. Or it could happen after, after the rapture. But you, you could wake up one morning... And look at the headlines and see that Russia has crossed the border from Syria into Israel with a, with a coalition of armies and that an invasion of Israel has taken place. I mean, this is something that could happen at any moment. And, and the Lord has very clearly said that these things will happen in the latter days as we come to the end of this age and we near the beginning of the kingdom age when Christ returns and is ruling and reigning as King of kings and Lord of lords upon the earth. And Israel's back in the land. It's a nation again. These countries that are described in chapter 38, they're all coming together again. Russia has risen again as a superpower and is on the move in the Middle East. And they're entering into alliances with these other nations that are described in these chapters. All of the pieces are coming together, just as God described. In our time, never before like in human history, they're all coming together. And the Lord tells us these things because He loves us and because He wants us to understand the times that we're living in so that we can recognize the sign of the times that we live in, so that we can understand the days that we're living in, so that we can make sense of the things that are happening in the world today.
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as we study verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, the Lord says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. No matter how far away you stray from God, He never gives up on you. He always offers restoration and hope, even after you might reject it. What a gift and what love. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, we encourage you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. We also encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with Jesus. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together at 10 a.m. on Sunday to worship our Savior and study God's Word. And we'd be honored to share that time with you. Check out calvaryec.com to find directions and to learn more about the church behind this ministry. Again, that was Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We're so glad you joined us today, and we pray this message has been a blessing and encouraged you in your faith. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the book of Ezekiel when you tune in again, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice, and it only takes Rings true.